0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Rangers AGM Day at home and another dramatic day in Qatar. Ibrooks chairman Douglas Park suggests they might not be able to meet the contract demands of Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. Ross Wilson faced some criticism from shareholders but Stuart Robertson says the progress has been outstanding and at the World Cup Morocco shocks Spain on penalties to progress to the quarter final. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight you have Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. An AGM's always a big day, Gordon, especially when you're nine points ahead and uh, behind and you've got a new manager just through the door. So a lot of questions for Michael Beale to answer, Ross Wilson, Douglas Parks, Stuart Robertson, uh, and a lot of uh, pertinent questions at that. I'm sure the Rangers fans will pick the bones at that as we go through this evening's action. Yeah, and I think one of the most important questions was answered by the chairman who's come under a little bit of pressure from a certain support of the club um, when he was asked about Morelos and Kent, uh, obviously saying that they're trying their very best, but there's a stumbling block there with financial-wise, Gordon, and we all accept that. Some players maybe want a little bit more. Some clubs decide that they can't go that far. Uh, forget the World Cup as well We've got nine sleeps to the real football starts back And I hope it comes very soon yeah, It's getting closer And I was going to say Mark Wilson When we do get round to our World Cup section Because it's been a very dramatic day Obviously it will just be you and I Because mm. Gordon Diel's already stated many times That yeah. he hates the World Cup For whatever reason uh, And won't talk about it So we'll have to leave him out But mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong I saw what looked like excitement on his face When Morocco and anchored their winning penalty to knock Spain out of the competition but 10 yeah. minutes ago I was the only flicker of life was seen behind those eyes throughout this full <laughs> World Cup <laughs> process I was going to say but more to the point 15 years I mean it's it really has livened up this World Cup it was a slow start but seeing some of the underdogs now going through Morocco there with the penalties got to say the standard of penalty kicks we've seen oh, in the tournament terrible. has been horrendous Morocco through, Spain out, onto Portugal, Switzerland. Well, I've, I'm, I'm sitting in there having a chat with you guys and you're obviously glued to the TV. I've got a great way of summing this World Cup. Quite simple for me, a new a new um, way of going about it. Forget it, toss a coin, penalty kicks, that end or that end, get it done, off the park in 10 minutes. Sounds great. Brilliant. Thanks for your input. 01419511025, though that's the number you need on the phone so come on down Rangers fans were you at the AGM today if so what did you make of it even if you weren't you'll have followed uh, the points being raised so what did you make of the questions that were asked the answers that were given was there anything you thought should have been brought up that wasn't and in terms of the, the sort of headlines if you like what about that from Douglas Park suggesting that the demands of Morelos and Kent are too high would you be pushing the boat out to keep both of them one of them none of them uh, what do you think? And anything else you took away from today's AGM, please do pick up the phone. Anything else that's out there, come on, you decide. This is the beauty of this World Cup break. We decided to stay on. We couldn't possibly tear ourselves away from you for five weeks. So it's a bit more of a blank canvas. Why not pick up the phone and let the guys know what's on your mind? 01419511025. And don't forget, just like last night, 
every caller who makes it on air tonight goes into the draw to win a pair of tickets for a tribute night to the Celtic team that stopped 10 in a row. When Janssen's team is at the Armadillo in May next year, many special guests from that team from that era, and to win the tickets, all you need to do is get on air, make a point to the guys, and we'll draw everyone out of the hat at the end of the night and produce one winner. You can get the tickets online uh, as well, but it seems like much more fun to come on and do it this way Mark Wilson I'm sure you would love to win them, oh, but you cannot it's a great prize I remember the day well it was fantastic I was only a Aye. supporter back then I was going to say player, only, one, only one half of the city thinks it was fantastic obviously mm. but that's the beauty <sighs> of this show is you can even if you're not a Celtic fan you'll know someone who is and think how popular you'll be this Christmas if you can supply the tickets so fancy going down yeah I would love we'll get to get a couple of tickets 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde S. SB uh, Get in touch with the guys And let them know What's on your mind Let's go to John Who's a Celtic fan In the East End What have you got for us tonight John uh, Hi Gordon Gordon and Mark How are you doing guys yeah. right, Good John good, Thanks Hi right, good uh, Merry Christmas When it comes around Oh it's the uh, first one John Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the first one <laughs> Oh relax John and Happy New Year All the best I when it comes I like it's it. 6th of December <laughs> man do, do, you know, in. do you know like, It's almost like John it's like I've I've paid you to come on, John, right? Because I've got this very, very childish outlook on these things, and I'm going to admit it because we are all pals here. My birthday was yesterday, mm. right? None of you wished me happy uh, birthday. Happy birthday, birthday God! Um, and my my rule is that I only will consider Christmas once my birthday's After passed. Your birthday, Even though I'm 33, enough. and it really doesn't matter anymore. The Christmas songs, the Christmas films, see for me, they start today. Mm. The tree and everything. So I'm glad that John has a uh, John's acknowledged that. By complete accident mm -hmm. Anyway John None of that is important So what about your Your football point For the guys tonight um, Basically what it is Is the, the company I work for I work for an American company And We get access to All sorts of different level Different levels of internet Beyond what we get here Right And right. I was kind of reading Online That this guy Mohammed Magadi I think that's how you pronounce it is it is it advanced talks about coming to Celtic? Uh, and I was just really trying to get the boys, the guys, sort of um, thoughts on that. Feelings on it. Well, first of all, you're gonna. We'll need to bring Gordon Dale back. You lost him at different levels of internet. He yeah. just wants to know what exactly My you're on about. And somewhere else can get involved. You thought you were getting a deal there, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> you were ready to drop your current <laughs> supplier. I was getting hey, John, what, can you, what can you get from me, mate? <laughs> on a serious note, Mark Wilson. I don't know if that's one you're aware of. Obviously, Egyptian? yeah, Alistair yeah, Johnson's in yeah. the building. Yuki Kobayashi, Mohammed uh, Magdi is an Egyptian player, um, rumored to be. On Celtic's radar A creative midfielder Yeah um, You know Decent goal scoring Record for his club I think they won the 2020 African Champions League um, And yeah It appears that, that Celtic are, are Considering that I, I, I don't know how much Is in it right at this stage What would your thoughts be um, Well When I look at the position He plays uh, Probably the same as everybody else You think Well where does he fit in But I could have said that About Haksabanovic When he came that Celtic didn't need a player in that position. Look, it might just fit into the, the trading model that Ange Postacoglu warned everybody about, you know, uh, last month, that mm. if, if you hear Celtic link with players and they get close to signing players where they think they're oversubscribed, perhaps, just perhaps, one of the players that, that are currently occupying those positions might be 
quick to go out the door. Again, if there is any truth in this, it shows that Ange Postecoglou is not one to sit still. He's yeah. always trying to bolster that squad and push people. So I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I suppose, Gordon, the only... A different way of looking at this would be Celtic's midfield strong. It doesn't look like there's any glaring holes in it. Yes, Aaron Moy came in, but did they replace Tom Rogic? You know, just in terms of a, a like for like or a direct, did they? No, um, I Is don't. That a space there. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I agree with Mark. Um, you, you think that when Postacoglu goes into the transfer market, you think, well, why is he bringing in another winger? Why is he doing this and doing that? There's always a method to his madness in that sense. Um, he's building a real strong squad for me. They're not. They don't. They're not stopping. They're moving. They're on the. They're on the front foot all the time. They're not resting their laurels. They're nine points ahead. Their transfer business is getting done quickly, which I think's a good thing because it settles everything down. But the interesting bit will be if he's bringing these players in, who are maybe one or two leaving the building. It'll be interesting for the Celtic fans to know that. But what do you think, John? Is that an area of the pitch you would you would look at? I know there's been some other names doing the rounds as well, hasn't there? Yeah, I, and I think obviously we've heard for all accounts it looks like Juranovic has potentially maybe played his last game for Celtic. Um, so they're, they're making inroads obviously for filling that position we are for Johnson and still having Ralston there. But we've also heard the reports of potentially Matt O'Reilly as well and this guy kind of this is our point I was going to give to you guys is the difference between Celtic recently and Rangers for that matter it used to always be the case and Mark uh, Mark was more as better than anybody Celtic were always a team who done all their business right at the last minute and they would try and get that marquee signing in and Rangers would have it all done and dusted and ready to go who is just totally just like swapped. Celtic are now doing everything early, early doors, getting everything done and ready to go. No saying Rangers are going to go for the marquee signing, but they're not signing anybody yet, and we don't know what's happening with them as far as obviously the transfer market. I'm just really to see the point, the guy's mm-hmm. point on that as well. I mean, I guess, Mark, in terms of this window direct comparison, Rangers are just in a different place. Michael Beale needs to assess what he's got first before. <laughs> Having a look at, at what comes next, but generally speaking, the, I could see you sort of nodding at, at parts of John's. Um, yeah, well, certainly at the, at the bit he was mentioning about Celtic. I mean, it was always well known that Celtic did leave it to the last minute, and I think they, I think they suffered sometimes throughout that. I think they missed out on some targets. Probably didn't give themselves enough time to get deals over the line. Maybe relied on the size of the club to try and tempt people with that rather than the package that they were actually offering and you know as I say I think they missed out in some real gems probably over the years but there's been a shift soon as Ange Postacoglu has come in he's obviously come in and said look this is the way I do things you need to back me for me to get this right Celtic board have says okay how do you want to go about this get our business done early before the windows are drawn to a close so I can concentrate on my squad and up until this point it's been hugely successful and I can't see why it would ever change because I always think getting players in early and having a settled squad is much better than having any uncertainty near the end of the window Of course there was the South Korean striker Cho as well He looks good uh, You wouldn't know you don't watch the World Cup of course He he looks good uh, Again does that if 
it's almost putting these pieces together, isn't it, and trying to project what might happen. So everyone assumes Alistair Johnson, well, he is here, but they assume then that means Juranovic goes. Mm-hmm. If there is an issue, if there is a question mark about Jakimakis, is that where Cho comes in, or, or would he be one that's added anyway? Um, I think you could always do with three out and out strikers, but would it be a bit top heavy in terms of competition? It, it, Postacolo try to find a way to get Kyogo and Jakimakis, and then if you had to add Cho, then I would think if he, he was in the country or things had to progress with him. That would open the door for Jackie Marcus to go out. I mean, it's not at that stage yet, is no. it? Right? I but think there's a certainty that they're going to unload. As much as he's just getting quality after quality, he's got a big squad there. Uh, I think he's got the man management skills. In fact, we know that he has to keep everybody happy. But somewhere along the line, as much as the board is saying, yep, as Mark said, you need to come the way of my thinking, I think they're doing that with the manager, they're backing the manager. But the manager's been in the game long enough to say, Right, okay, as much as I'm getting everything I want, I need to be fair enough to unload some money out of the club as well and bring in some transfer money. Thank you, John. John goes into the hat for those tickets. 01419511025. Kevin's a Celtic fan also on the line. What's on your mind tonight, Kevin? Yes. Hi, panel. Hello. Uh, just about the, the four guys on Celtic for the four guys that went to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got in the quarters they've done well so they have um, and it's a credit to Scottish football as well us Hearts players St Mum um, yeah it's just uh, mm-hmm. it's a credit to Scottish football with the amount of players that's playing in the World Cup yeah Mark can that be a boost for well Celtic in particular having Juranovic Rangers have got Barisic obviously Maeda scored became and don't know if this will be on the teaser anytime soon, but you know, not many people recently have scored in the knockout stages of the World yeah. Cup whilst being at a Scottish club. Can there be knock-on positives, or is that just a, a bit of a cliche? No, I think there's got to be. I, I mean, this is the biggest footballing event in the world, and once you get to the knockout stages, and we've got players in there representing our league. Remember when the teams are are put up in everybody's TV around the world? You know, quite often they'll be who they play for. If that's bringing the limelight to our part of the world It's only got to be a good thing The Australia team last Saturday When we left the show on Bacchus In the middle of the pitch Was Well I text you didn't I <laughs> I went a wee bit too early So did that I was doing the same uh, though He was he, he was, suitor, You won't know you don't watch it But he was doing an unbelievable job on yeah. Messi For half an hour He nipped the ball off him about four times In the space of five minutes <laughs> And then obviously the magician took over, and <laughs> but he was he was doing tremendous up to that, and he was he was mentioned a good couple of times in TV. If that is bringing, as I say, the spotlight to us, then it can only be good at the latter stages of the biggest football tournament there is. Uh, and again, I know you don't watch it, so I'll make it more general for you, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, on on one hand, we've got callers saying they think maybe Janovic is is gone anyway. Does this help a sort of last minute? Push then to drive his price up, or you know, is that is that the way it can work? Yeah, no doubt, and uh, especially the further they're going in the tournament, Gordon. Um, I think there'll be a lot of people obviously interested in Juranovic. He's a quality player. Let's be honest about it. And and Mark and the the caller Kevin's right. You know, the, these guys out there, you know, Barisic on the left hand side, Juranovic in the in the right. It doesn't get talked about. Celtic and Rangers are promoting Scottish football, which is brilliant. But I certainly think if Juranovic 
for his own personal keeping himself in and his, his country in the World Cup going as far as he possibly can of course it gets your stock up a bit Do you think you've seen him for the last time in a Celtic jersey Kevin or is everyone getting a bit carried away? I'm, I'm, I'm in two minds so I'm a, uh, he's not come out publicly well he has, he's actually come out on Instagram somebody put something oh you're away but he's come out and laugh, laughy faces um, but you can take that with us but after his World Cup if they go far then I wouldn't mind them getting money because we've just bought a player mm-hmm. which I've saw a few times and he's uh, enabled replacement yeah I'm going to spend the break trolling through Josip Juranovic's Instagram now to see if that mm. happened I would never doubt Kevin though. thank you very much to Kevin uh, in Bells Hill you're still interested in that different level of internet that that guy gets working in yeah we'll be phoning him back <laughs> yeah, John when he's no working in America yeah. John what was it, what was it? works for an text. American company so he gets mm. different internet yeah Ah, username and password on its way Why was that relevant to his point? Well I, I'm not sure because he was saying that he This is where he saw the links with oh. the, the Egyptian player that Celtic are linked to I mean, But I've seen them I don't have special American internet mm-hmm. Look into it though uh, Right thank you again to Kevin He's in the hat for those tickets Every caller who comes on air tonight And makes a point into the draw For a pair of tickets to that tribute night To the Celtic team that stopped 10 in a row Back in the late 90s So come on 01419511025 Rangers fans Where are you? Um, yes I know the tickets might be, Have to be donated to a family member or friend uh, But push that to one side for a second What did you make of the AGM today? What did you make of the questions asked? What did you make of the answers given? Were there any big issues That you can't believe weren't addressed? What about this Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent contract business? Why not call us right now and let us know? We'll speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here. It's 0141-951-1025. So get in touch and let the guys know what is on your mind tonight. Of course you can... Are you alright over there? Yeah, take a look at this guy practising his golf swing in the studio whilst I'm trying to have a serious conversation. <laughs> this bit of the show is vital because this is when we try and entice people to phone in. I'm yeah. giving the number, trying to make it sound exciting, I and you're standing in the it. corner practising your golf he's, swing. I was excited for it. He's just listening off. Yeah, yeah. I'm he's feeling a bit stiff. Our oh, actions yeah. today earlier on. I was, uh, you two were out doing a bit of filming ever. at. Uh, a gym lifting weights. Worst ever, mate. Honestly, I've never seen him lifting weights. He always speaks about going to the gym, and we're not but he clearly doesn't do much when he's lift there. That much no. weights, and we're not allowed to reveal who won. Will this all be no. revealed no. on the? Was oh, that a challenge? Was it between yeah, challenges? This video will be a fun. terrific watch. Let me tell you that right now. Well, apparently, it's not out till early next year. Oh, Producer Callum says it must be a feature length like a movie. You should, you should get it out weights. before Christmas. Is that what you Factory weights. Yeah, out go to number one. Well, he's he's convinced that there's a VAR decision in one of them. Now, we've not seen we'll anything, let, so... We'll let the just audience, let the audience decide, I think, right? You two leave it there. 01419511025. It was Rangers AGM day. Um, I've got a bit of a theory that Glasgow's the only footballing city in the world where people get really into the AGM because our football's so obsessive, isn't it? And you care so much about every aspect of the club. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a great thing. Um, but it's always a chance for shareholders to go along, ask some questions. Some are good, some are not so good. And uh, you always... It's <laughs> I like in- the bad ones. Interesting to know <laughs> um, what sort of answers the board members come up with. So let's go to Billy, who's a Rangers fan. What was it that jumped out for you today, Billy, from that AGM? 
Hi, Gordon. Thanks for putting me through. Um, the thing that put me through was that obviously Alfredo and Kent. Mm-hmm. If Rangers have come out and said that they can't meet their demands, um, why just not let them go in January? If we can get money for them, then fair play. But Mavellis, um, to me, this year, especially through injury and disciplinary and other and just his actual attitude towards Rangers, he doesn't want to be a Rangers anymore. And Kent, you don't know what Kent you're going to get for game to game. So why not try and get some money for them? And actually, if the Rangers board, um, if they get money for them, then we need to spend money this January. You know, the same as what Celtic have done uh, over the other side of the the, 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 the city. Mm -hmm. We need to spend money. We don't need to rely on loan players or um, free players. We need to actually dip in and actually spend money. He Michael being a chance bring players in that are interested in playing for Rangers. No, just, you know, for the sake of, I've got a loan spell here, we can make ourselves look good and then go back to the end teams. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, the, the bit that's jumping out for a lot of people was the comments about Alfredo Morelos and, and Ryan Kent. What I think's important is to sort of note the, the detail and how this came about. So at the Q&A part, a shareholder asked Ross Wilson... Um, you know, essentially why Kent and Morelos have been allowed to run down their deals. And Ross Wilson says they've not been allowed. You know, two parties need to commit. Ryan and Alfredo are in different situations, uh, but there is a willingness for the boys to stay with us from the club, so from the, the club side. Um, in terms of why they didn't go in the summer, he said they rejected one offer for each player, but essentially said that they were too low. Um, I'm sorry, that, that was the... I think that was the championship winning season, sorry, that that, that was in, in referring to. And then Douglas Park sort of interrupts, if that's the right word, I don't want to misrepresent, but Ross Wilson's answering the question, then Douglas Park just wants to add, and it's this comment that I think's got most people sort of, you know, interested, where he says, if the terms are unattainable, you've sometimes got to accept you've done your best. Mm. Are you like me and, and most other people in reading that, Hearing that and saying, well... They're not going to be in the building next year. Or they're asking for more money than Rangers are willing to to provide. Is is that what that means? First of all, I think that Douglas Park was, as the chairman of Rangers, was correct to come out and tell the shareholders exactly that, Gordon. Because we'll always have this situation, well, why are they not signing? They're running down their contract. It tells the supporters that Rangers are trying to sign these two mm. players and keep them there at Rangers, right? But so well, t- to be fair, Ross Wilson said that, but unless mm. um, what would be the word? Unless sort of obvious. T- Ross Wilson said that you know we're talking to the players, we want them to yeah. stay. That's fine. Can you leave it at that? You know, once no. you add that, once you add, why not? Once you yeah. add that next line, does it not tell everyone mm. that the players want more money than you're willing to? No, pay? I, I think I think Douglas Park basically put it out there in black and white. If to say, look, we as a club are trying, but financially. It will not make sense. Now, there's a gap here for me in, in, in negotiations. If that gap is, say, take it in the scale of 10, between 1 and 5, there's something you can work with with the player, right? The player will come down, you'll go up a wee bit, and I think you can meet in the middle ground. If that gap's between 1 and 10, then the player ain't going to come down, you ain't going to go up that far. So I think then they've got to make a decision on the two players. 
How much money can we get in in January? Because let's be honest, they're nine points behind the league. I don't think a lot of people out there, and I know Michael Beals come in, everybody's talking about, you know, the managers bounce and he'll get people going in different styles and different passings and, you know, attacking football. Totally agree with that. That's up to manager. But I don't think they're going to catch Celtic, right? I could be wrong, but I don't think that. So they've got to get as much money as they possibly can. If that gap's so big, and they'll know that with negotiations, to get them out in January and get money in. No doubt in that. They can't leave that and let Morelos and Kent walk out the building for free. Right, Mark, what do you read into that then, those comments today? I probably agree with Daz in this one because, you know, as much as Ross Wilson was trying to say the thing that we always probably hear, we're trying our best and to make them go, Douglas Parks maybe just had enough of getting criticism flung at them for for fans thinking they aren't doing enough and he's putting it back in the players' court. So I'd be surprised if they didn't move at least one of them on in January. Michael Beale, I think, would be desperate to try and keep them and try and improve them and make them into the players that they were a couple of years ago. But the club have to look after themselves in terms of finances. I mean, Morelos, if you look at Morelos's wage probably from January to May, or, or, or I'll probably run into June where the club are paying him, might touch about half a million pounds you know in terms of wages if that's a player who isn't contributing like we've seen in the last game against St Mern jogging about not pulling his weight and you've got a guy like Cholak banging it in for you why would you not want to move that on and, and redistribute the wages or the money elsewhere to get players in who are maybe younger hungrier more progressive to your idea so it, it didn't bode well in my opinion for Kent and Morelos both of them staying past January. Although, right, we keep everyone keeps saying this, and Billy's done the same. Well, just, just move them on in January, then just just move them I on. Do you? It's just difficult. Just yeah. some money from just yeah. do it. Just move them on. What if nobody buys them? What exactly. if nobody wants? What if nobody? And you know, what if the offer then becomes so low that you think, well, you're as well just keeping them anyway. They they might score the goal that wins you a cup, and they might score the goal that wins you the league or whatever, and therefore they're worth more to stay than they are. Gone if the, if the fee is so low Like I say I'm sure when uh, Ross Wilson spoke about A bid each getting rejected I think that was in The the summer after Rangers won the league I think that mm-hmm. was the time frame he meant Now of course with hindsight He could say well, It's easy to say now Well that was a mistake Should have yeah. taken it Whatever it was But you know mm-hmm. at the time If you don't think it's enough And you think the player Is going to be worth more to you It's then over to the player And I guess his manager To then not let your performance level drop to yeah. such an extent. It's got to be a judgment in, in what's went in the previous six months. I, I think that then comes to the manager. And uh, Michael Beal knows these players, he's dealt with them before. But I think Beal, uh, Ross Wilson, and whoever else, Douglas Park, will have to go to him and say, Can you see signs that you can change this player and make him a worthwhile player at this club for the next four or five months of the season? Because if you think it's going to be too much of a stretch, then there's no point in keeping him on whatever he's on what would he be on 20 plus a week probably in terms of Morelos probably high end of that what's the point in keeping him move him on but if Beal says I think I can drag something out of him then they wouldn't let him go for a million quid I think Rangers are very right Mark you're looking at two players just now that are on a good wage and that's best of luck to the lads now they're not sitting there um, looking at a new contract with Reduced terms Because They've not kicked a ball None of the two Morelis has been terrible 
Kent has floated in and out of games, has not produced at all. So they ain't going to say, right, we'll go for a... They're wanting more money, mm. a better contract. If you're Rangers and you're a board of Rangers right now, are you going to push a boat out and hope that Michael Beale in the next month or two up to, to May gets a tune out of these guys? Absolutely not. And I totally agree with Douglas Barr. I think he was right coming out, clarifying it, because Rangers fans are fed up, and we hear it on this programme all the time about... The board don't give us anything out. Don't give us any information out. Well, let Douglas Park turn around saying we want to keep them, but the the financial gap's too big just now. Thank you, Billy. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What else is on your mind, then, Rangers fans? AGM day. What about the answers given? What about the answers not given? Because sometimes that's just as interesting. Were there any issues that you wanted raised that that weren't? You know, anything along those lines? What about William in Port Glasgow? Take it away, William. Hi there, guys. Yeah, um, I've watched the AGM um, earlier on um, when when the club posted it and uh, thought it overall it was a massively, massively wasted opportunity. Some of the questions were uh, embarrassing and I put my head in my hands in some of them, you know, things about COVID passports and where someone's going to park their car, which I thought was just a total waste of time. Um, but one question that I thought was asked really well and the, the, the supporter that was asking it or the shareholder that was asking it was really pushing Ross Wilson, Stuart Roberts on it, which I thought was fantastic, but it was probably the only tough question of the day, was uh, asking the question about recruitment, the squad's been stale, it's not improved in terms of the transfer business Ross Wilson's done, it's been terrible um, he's sold he's had one success story in terms of a player that he's brought in and then sold on, Calvin Bassey um, the squad's just not went forward over the last three, four years, Stuart Robertson sitting there with a straight face and actually claiming that the footballing departments came on leaps and bounds since Ross Wilson came in. It hasn't. Um, a more recent example of that was in the Champions League game against Napoli Ibrox, where eight of the starting 11 were players signed by Mark Gallen, seven of them signed by Stephen Gerrard, the other one, James Tavernier, was signed in 2015. And Ross Wilson kind of given a bit of a condescending and didn't really like his attitude back to the supporter as well, thinking that he is doing a good job. And I don't know, I just think it was a massive missed opportunity. And for Ross Wilson, Stuart Robertson to actually sit there and think that a good job's been done in the footballing department, I think is laughable and, you know, treating the fans like mugs, really. I think it was the, the, some of the wording used, William, because I'm, like, I, I kind of understand that they're not going to say, well, we've done a terrible job. They, they will f- believe they've done a good job, they'll want to stick up for it, they'll want to accentuate the positives. Um, but I think you're right, the question that was asked, and th- that was the one where John Souter was referenced, wasn't it? You know, signing a player with the the injury record and so on. Is that is that when Stuart Robertson sort of defended Ross Wilson and said it had been outstanding? I think he used that word, didn't he? And I've seen a lot of Rangers fans say, look, even if you are not as critical as others, even if you are sympathetic to the job, even if you think there's been some good and some bad, would you go as far to call it outstanding? Definitely not outstanding. Uh, far away from that completely because the whole point of the footballing department moving on in terms of what he's overseeing one of the main things he has to oversee Ross Wilson is a successful player trading model the whole point of a successful player trading model in my eyes anyway other people might have different views on it but for, for me a successful player trading model is at least one player every transfer window or maybe one every two transfer windows you've always got someone in the squad that's ready to go that's ready to be sold for big money that you've brought in for a nominal or decent enough fee and you know you're going to sell him for 15, 20 million pounds like you can see down the road oh yeah he's a great player that signing's worked out other clubs are going to come in for him he's going to be sold and then reinvest that into the squad 
and that's a continual cycle that keeps going. That's a successful player trading model. In the summer, Bassi and Aribo went brilliant, got a lot of money for those. It was reinvested somewhat into the squad, maybe not in the right, the correct areas, particularly in midfield, but out with maybe, say, Glenn Kamara, for example, because he's the one that's got a couple of years left in his contract. He might command a decent fee, maybe not as high as it was maybe a year and a half ago when he was in top form. But after Glenn Kamara goes, who in that squad realistically can you look at and go, yeah, in six months, a year, 18 months' time, he's going to be sold for 15, 20 million, and that's going to be reinvested in the squad for the next guy to then be sold for big money? I just don't see it. It's drying up already. The value of the squad has seriously dropped down. You guys were talking about Morelos and Kent as well a while ago. We should have sold them at peak value. In hindsight, we should have taken, I think it was 16 million we offered for Morelos a couple of years ago. A successful player trading model is about selling players at peak value and maximising the value out of it. We've not done that apart from Calvin Bassey and Jordi Bo in the summer. So he's not doing an outstanding job. He's doing, quite frankly, a terrible job in my view. Well, like I said, there's a scale from outstanding to terrible and maybe the truth's in the middle sometimes. But um, yeah, well, the, the recruitment seemed to be getting it in the neck a little bit today, Mark. Yeah, um, and I think it's quite right. I think William makes a lot of good points here. I think he covers a lot of ground. Uh, and, and going back and trying to assess where Rangers have been good and, and no doubt Aribo and Bassey and I know Parson wasn't part of their players that they brought through he was he was already at the club as a young boy but they still made money off him but I don't think it has been good enough and I think in these sorts of situations AGMs you need to be careful with the language that you use not to be too kind of throw away with things like outstanding because it offends the fans who are sitting in front of you quite clearly seeing it's not outstanding. These things are supposed to be about honesty and the fans communicating with the board and, and getting some answers, not to try and be duped into something they can clearly see isn't the case. I, I think William's bang on the money. I've got to say everything he said there and I'm sure his fellow, a lot of his fellow Rangers supporters would agree with him. You were loving William's point. Yeah, I, I, I could would. see you were getting right I was, I, was, I was with William all the way there. Um, I, I thought he just made brilliant points and he's right and I think a lot of Rangers supporters listening to the show tonight will be nodding their head in their greens because the transfer um, windows under Ross Wilson haven't been great. Now they're not disastrous but they haven't been great. You flip it over to the other side of the city, everyone's come in, hit the ground running, making big impacts, and I think that's where William's looking at the same for his club. And I totally agree with him. You've got to have a, a model now, especially if you're Rangers, buying mm. in at a good price and selling on at peak times. And uh, Rangers have missed the boat in a couple, mm. and I totally understand why they didn't sell it, because they could easily come back with uh, yeah. the argument, well, we mm. thought they were, we valued them more, that's fine. Good points from William I mean, to, tonight. To, to, I like be that fair, to be fair, Patterson, Bassi, Aribo as three over the last two windows is pr- pretty good. But you would take William's point, okay, what about what comes next then? That's fine. But I think mm. certainly a bit of credit where it's due for the sales over the last two. Maybe the incomings haven't been as uh, successful. William, were there other what other sort of burning issues did you want to hear the board address that, that didn't happen today? A number of things, but, uh, the, the court cases where we, um, you know, we've been sued for nine and a half million pounds, we've also been sued over the Sydney fiasco, things like that. I think, you know, um, I don't think there's been a lot of transparency and sort of clear reasoning on that. We've just been told from the club, especially pulling out the Sydney tournament, there was a few contractual obligations that the organisers over there um, didn't meet. Well, what were those? You know, tell us. Um, why did we get into the situation with the elite group that um, we've gotten into? No one 
uh, out of all the questions that was asked. No one put those questions to the board, um, which I thought was strange. I thought it was a brilliant opportunity to put those kind of questions to the board and, yeah, really disappointed that the board weren't taken to task on issues like that. You're a good man, William. Some good points well made. Was that you, by the way? That, did you ask that question about the, the COVID passports? Yeah. I, I had to say Get something. off your chest Yeah just say oh, something oh, I'll tell you during the break <laughs> If you think I'm going to stand here and explain it Just get yourself on Twitter and you'll see it Thank you to William We'll take more of your calls next So come on 0141 951 1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here It's 01419511025 And it's Twitter At Clyde SSB Keep your calls coming in uh, And we'll try and get through as many as we can Between now and 8 o'clock We've got a big game uh, Kicking off in 10 minutes Between Portugal and Switzerland uh, And incredibly Cristiano Ronaldo dropped From the Portugal starting 11 tonight Speaking of insufferable egos uh, Gordon Diel You mm. presumably will be We just turned the TV the other way Since you're not interested Mark the and I will just watch The only thing is I'm quite interested in one reason One reason All oh, right, okay I've got Portugal in the, the lads sweep here So you do And I can't believe Who's come to Morocco by the way after, oh, Listen we'll deal mm. with that later on Is it true though It's nice to, to know that this show really cuts through you know that people remember your cutting edge football analysis. Is it true you were out and about and someone shouted at you that you hate the World Cup? <laughs> I was a nurse today in the hospital in the Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Are you alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Well, she wasn't too concerned. She was only giving me a bit of lip um, about the World Cup in front of uh, other you, members of staff. So you, you end getting a bit of treatment? Everything okay? Yeah. Anything, you want, to you, know? anything you want oh. to share with me, Mark Wilson, and the listening oh, put nation? It, put it this way. If I'm not here on Thursday night, I hope you have a lovely show. He's <laughs> taking a bit of a sinister turn all of a sudden. He's always at the <laughs> hospital, this guy. He's a oh, yeah, I've got to. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting for a little up, obviously. What are you getting done? Oh, I don't want to tell you. you like that? Like that sort of you'll notice, lop? You'll notice yeah. the difference when I come back out. <laughs> Cosmetic or I'll be minus A little bit of tear in my cartilage Oh, oh that's not that exciting oh, Goodness for that When he said minus I knew something no. was getting snipped I just didn't know yeah. It was your cartilage anyway 01419511025 uh, We've been talking about the AGM today <laughs> The thought um, <laughs> Let's go back to the football uh, Talking about the AGM today uh, uh, For Rangers fans What does Paul and Hamilton make of it? Let's find out Paul Hi there, panel. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Pleasure. Uh, and by the way, listen, I don't have a special internet, just to <laughs> let you know. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I was also a Rangers fan, and um, I was quite impressed with AGM, to be honest with you, because a lot of Rangers fans have been screaming, where's the money gone, where's the money gone? But uh, you had to be realistic. These guys invested in Rangers on the way back over the last 10 years um, and gave, gave them soft loans and s- transferred some of the shares and they were getting dogs abuse because of the Champions League um, with Geo and people saying, where's all the money gone? Um, I think you've got to take your hat off to the board. Um, I think we're on the right path. We've recruited, to, as I think, a, a great manager um, and I just think we need to take a wee step back and be realistic. Yeah, I mean, in, t- in terms of financial backing and, and, and helping the club run, I, 
Certainly some of the numbers today You, you couldn't doubt that I think uh, Rangers Deputy Chairman John Bennett Spoke about revealing He's given the club a further £10 million overdraft facility He outlined a £23 million um, Commitment To the club he, he was I think he was asked about loan repayments You know um, in fact, I think that question came on behalf of Club 1872. The fan shareholder, who you will remember yesterday, said that they would vote against the re-election of Douglas Park as chairman. Um, but he offered an update of, of his own loan to the club, John Bennett, saying um, it's gone from around £13 million outstanding to £8 million over the past year and so on. Don't sort of get everyone bogged down in figures. So, the, yeah, and that side, uh, to be fair to the previous callers, I don't think they were criticising the financial help that certain board members have given the club. Um, but fair enough if Paul wants to come on and, and pay tribute to that. Aye, that's fair enough. I mean, Paul's read into that side. Um, the other supporters who we've heard from or read from on Twitter have seemed to have dealt with a more black and white approach what they see in the pitch compared to what was told to them today. Um, and as always going to come back to the big points of recruitment and your players, your saleable assets that you've got just now, because that is how the club, a, a well-functioning club, especially in Scotland, really runs. And I think that's why those before Paul concentrated on those issues rather than whatever loan that Rangers are able to get or whatever overdraft are able to extend. Um, Paul, here's what I wonder overall. Did the... Do you think the temperature of the AGM was taken down after the appointment of Michael Beale? Right? Do you think if this had been held a few weeks ago, there would, there would have been much more anger, much more frustration? Do you feel like, although they are completely separate issues, do you think the, the managerial appointment has brought a bit more positivity to the place? Yeah, but, but without a doubt, Gordon, without a doubt, I mean, sorry, um, absolutely. Um, listen, the, I, I think this guy's the real deal. His record is fantastic, um, and um, I'm hoping that he'll pull us through. But the league's over this season, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, in terms of record, he doesn't have much of a managerial record. But mm. if, if, if Paul's referring to you know, time coaching at the club and, and likes the job he's done, that's that's Paul's take on it. Um, look, that. that perhaps is the reality of it, Gordon. Does Michael Beale's appointment change anything with regards? Recruitment, does it change anything about loans or court cases or whatever? Probably not, but football fans will always be swayed to an extent by that sort of first-team picture. And and like I said, I feel like if this had been a couple of weeks ago, the atmosphere would have been through the roof. Yes, there was mm. testing points for the, the board today. Yes, Rolf Wilson got a bit of stick. Um, but it, it wasn't quite the fireworks that it maybe would have been in the week after they had lost to St Mirren, for instance. Yeah, as a board, um, as a member of boards uh, going to AGMs, Gordon, you need positives on your side because you know that there's got to be a lot of negative questions out there. And Paul's quite happy with the fact that Michael Beale was a positive for them getting into that because a lot of Rangers reports now looking forward. They're delighted with the appointment. For me, Michael Beale's still to prove himself as a manager. I wouldn't get too carried away yet, but he's got a reputation, a terrific coach. He knows the club. But I think William, the caller before, who I was very impressed with, was talking about uh, he felt it was a wasted opportunity. Rather than talk about that sort of stuff, you know, see the finances of the club have been sued with the Sydney situation, obviously the, the other situation that's happening with Rangers. So 
I think there was there was one or two questions that Rangers supporters may have left today mm. and thought, I wish someone would have stood up and answered that, uh, asked that to get it answered, to get out of the way. But obviously a positive for the board was the introduction of saying, this is a new manager, you guys are bought into that, you really believe in this guy, hopefully we can go forward. Thank you to Paul and Hamilton. Speaking of dodgy questions and dodgy answers. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's of course beat the pundit time. Come on then, let's see what you've got for us tonight. So one four one nine five one one oh two five. Oh, James Duffy got the business done on a tiebreaker last night. Tiebreaker? A five all draw. Good game. What a game. What a game it was. Mm. Uh, let's see what we can do tonight then. You have until seven o'clock. You have to dial 0141-951-1025 and it could be you who tries to play Beat the Pundit next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here at 01419511025. It's Twitter at Clyde SSB. And if you're interested, we've just kicked off in the latest round of 16 game at the World Cup. Portugal against Switzerland. No Ronaldo. He's on the bench. And with three and a half minutes gone, it is goalless. We've been taking your calls on a number of topics so far. Before the news, we get stuck into Rangers AGM. What was asked? What wasn't asked? Were you satisfied with the answers? And so on. We've had a bit about Celtic transfers uh, before that. And don't forget, every caller who makes it on air tonight goes into the draw to win a pair of tickets for a tribute night to the Celtic team that stopped 10 in a row in the late 90s. It's at the Armadillo in May. Special guests from across the team in that era. And all you need to do is get on air and make the point and you go into the hat. So I know the way this works. Most, uh, well, one half of the city, that sounds like the perfect night out. And the other half, you'll probably give the tickets to someone you know, but then you'll be very popular. So either way, pick up the phone, put your point across, go into the hat, uh, and we will play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Let's see what we've got tonight. What a game last night. I th- 10 goal thriller 5 all for Jim Duffy and he eventually won it on a tiebreaker can John Paul do better for the listeners tonight John Paul evening Gordon Mark Gordon um, I fancy taking on Chris Moyles tonight oh, he's taking on Chris oh, Moyles good. JP I'd forgotten about that <laughs> see now that the jungle's finished I, 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 just, I just drop it you know I forget that it ever existed to get very yeah. invested in it for listeners a couple of weeks know. and then you just go so I forgot you had your lookalike I've got a few lookalikes Has that been successful for you Off the back of I'm a Celebrity A few more A bit, bit more hype A bit more publicity When you use you. the word successful How are you using it? Let's not People can book <laughs> you for parties Lookalike Yeah you could do that You could do, yeah. Just go along with your jungle gear on and Yeah I, I keep telling you I've got a lot of Marty Kemp about me You don't honestly I don't no, mean you burst your no, bubble You no. don't lost the nose I feel the rest Talking of your about face. noses You see the boy at the back Of the studio here He's he's hitting what my floor against producer Callum tonight. <laughs> he's put a hat on and his beak is about six foot. Why does he have that hat on in here? Oh, he's sorry. making me. He could sh- he could share smoking a cigar with that noise. <laughs> All he's going to now do is reuse every joke that he's ever had about his own. Callum, you can't really take that. Anyway, right. <laughs> enough. Thir- I'm going to toss the coin. If it's heads, it will be Mark Wilson. If it's tails, it will be Gordon DL taking on John Paul tonight. And it is tails. Let me see. There you go. Yeah. Chris Moyles. All the best, JP. All the best, Gordon. 
Right, yeah, yeah, let, let's give you some play two to <laughs> listen to so that you can't hear what's going on. Some Christmas music, I would imagine, at this time of year. We'll put 30 seconds on the clock, John Paul, and you can pass if you don't know the answer, okay? No bother at all. Good man, your time starts now. Name any squad number Chris Boyd has had with Rangers. Nine. Which Celtic manager sold and subsequently rebought Sean Maloney? Mark Maneo. Name a current Hearts player who's previously been the Scottish Championship's top scorer. Pass. Who played more league games for Rangers, Ryan Kent or Ryan Jack? Ryan Kent. The Premiership started in 2013. Name any side from that season who's no longer in the top flight. Uh, Name any English side that Chris Commons played for. Oh, Barnsley. Okay, let's bring back Gordon DL. Can you hear us? I can now. What were you getting? Christmas tune? I don't know what that was. He doesn't honestly It was a bit too upbeat for me It wasn't a Christmas song no 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 Right no Christmas. Good, right. 30 seconds are you ready uh, Yes Name any squad number That Chris Boyd had With Rangers Nine Which Celtic manager Sold and subsequently Rebought Sean Maloney Martin O'Neill Name a Hearts player A current Hearts player Who's previously been The Scottish Championship's Top scorer Shanklin Who has played more League games for Rangers Ryan Kent or Ryan Jack Ryan Kent the Premiership started in 2013 mm-hmm. Name any side from that season Who are no longer in the top flight Ross County oh, no, no, no. <laughs> right, Name, name mm, Have they yeah, started yeah. Right, Name any English side that Chris Commons played for quick Played with Derby Okay What do you think John Paul? Uh, I think he just picked me Ross County Let us say that For mm. Hamilton Ackies I take my answer Lovely. back Lovely as well. It's not right either Right okay Lovely, it? None of your okay, right we'll Stop shit out wrong answers He's another one No JP because Livingston are in it You go first Livingston are in it Dundee United Dundee Dundee JP No Right stop <laughs> <laughs> Name any squad number Chris Boyd has had with Rangers You had the choice of 27 15 Or 9 Which you both got you both thought that it was Martin Neal that sold and bought Sean Maloney. Who was Strachan. Gordon Strachan. Okay, Martin, you played then. Aye. Was uh, Martin Neal debut or was that still too? No, Neal gave him his debut. Yeah, I thought yeah. that. Um, name any Hearts, current Hearts player who's previously been the Scottish Championship's top scorer. You had the choice of Liam Boyce. Shankland with Or Lawrence Shankland. Yeah. Dundee United and there. Did you get that, JP? No, another one, mate. You're one behind. <laughs> uh, Ryan Kent has played 21 more games than Ryan Jack. You both got oh, that. That's easy. The Premiership started in 2013. Name any side from that season who are no longer in the top flight. Dundee. He, he, no, no. Well, stop it. It's Partick Thistle. Inverness. 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 JP got Partick oh! Thistle. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh well done JP I have a level We won't be in a minute Here's the stat you never needed Was the first ever game of the Premiership era Not Partick Thistle against Dundee United At Firhill I was Because I think I was there Were you mm. playing in it? No I wasn't I think Come it was on, maybe I'm the Friday night And the first time I saw Andy Robertson Playing for Dundee United I'd seen yep. him Anyway Send you all to sleep um, And it all comes down to the last question Chris Commons, how many what English sides has he played for? You had the choice of Stoke or Nottingham Forest. Maybe Derby. Or Derby. Don't tell me he got that. He didn't get yeah! it. Yeah! <laughs> Hold on a minute. Get in there! Oh. <laughs> Remember that one, JP, a minute ago? <laughs> See you, wee guy. Hard lines, John Paul. He's pipped you 4 3. Good man. Well done. Good game, JP. 
Bush Tucker trials in the jungle. So I'm not really caring. Got, got a few stars for the pundits tonight. I'm flying the flag for me and this guy to my right here because he's. Did you lose last time? Oh, he's been losing all the time. You you look at the record. I'll bet you I'm right up there. No, I'll tell you what. There's a concerning um, winning streak for the pundits on the go at the moment. It's lasting quite a while. That was a good game. That was that was head to head. That was good. Ground it out. I liked it. Last minute winner, really. Yeah, you were like the Partick Thistle goalie at the weekend. Just up for just the, the winner. We JP the... was sitting at his couch thinking, yeah. I might go to a tiebreaker. Right, get Google on. I'll oh, see you later. We had a good debate on last night's show. Who is the true man of the weekend? Jamie Snedden mm. for scoring a 95th minute winner from goalkeeper, or Cammy Devlin for landing Messi strip oh, without my playing. Goodness. Cammy Devlin's that incredible. Made me sick seeing that. Why? Why? What do you mean? Why? This is a guy. You know, happy the, who's not put. No. Why? Why would I be? What's the saying about shy kids? Don't get any sweets. Yep. Yeah. Uh, th- that is the greatest sweet of all time. <laughs> Messi's strip for his thousands of peanuts when he scores, and he gives it to a guy who's not played one minute. I and did, the World Cup But he's a part of the World Cup, Mark. Oh, Don't, shut up. Listen, feel happy for him. See, that was me. That would be in eBay before I'm even exactly. touching down at Glasgow. How's he even oh, managed that? No, no, no. Did we get a back? Clever. You've got to be clever. You stole would that you away. Pension. Right. Pension time. Did yeah. we even get a backstory of how he managed that? He genuinely just said there was only a couple of quotes appeared. Um, once he's back, I'm sure he'll speak to the Scottish press at length about it. Um, genuinely just realised that no one else had asked, so he just thought he would ask. That's ridiculous. I mean, talk about winning the lottery. Why not? Correct. And do you know, I. I Honestly, I can understand why nobody would ask because obviously you're intimidated. Bit... Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Happened to me a lot. It's, it's the fact that he gave him his messy his shirt as well. He's got devil. He's a wee. Well, back. hold on. I get that shirt to Danny Alves and he hand it back. He's got devil in his hotel room the night. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, I did a Q and A with. It was such a weird duo, right? Cammy Devlin and Colin Hendry. Don't ask what brought those two together, right? Um, but a couple of months back, and poor Cammy felt it was the questions were all like, "Who's the hardest player you've played against?" So Colin Hendry was Sheer, going R nine Ronaldo, oh, so and then Cammy Devlin was saying Joe Aribo. No disrespect to Joe Aribo, who's a perfect—he's <laughs> a perfectly good player, but he's come on, right, levels. Um, can train. And, but do you know what? We live a wee story now. He can That's a good that story. Out of the bag in future. Ah, well done, there, lad. He had the uh, uh, bravery to go and ask. Glad you went b- bravery. Uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking, thinking their uh, bravery to go and ask, and a reward for him. Brilliant. He'll treasure that. Oh, absolutely. Ah. Portugal nil. Switzerland nil, 13 gone, no Cristiano Ronaldo, Mark Wilson. By the way, what about the amount of photographers around him? It just goes to show you the, the press that this guy demands. His team are singing the national anthem, and he must have about 40 photographers all in front of him on the bench. But I wonder, I just wonder if it'll make Portugal better, lift the pressure off them. I don't think he's been eye catching this World Cup. But and, uh, these games last a long time with extra time, it might just be. The match winner? Nah, one of the best players in the world that doesn't make you better, Mark. I know that sometimes you think, oh, he's a, he's a hard work, but he's proved it time and time again. And I'm, I'm, I'm on Ronaldo. You're in Portugal so. in the sweepstake, though, of course. Yeah, and I want my best players out there. So the manager. Is he still the best player for Portugal? No. Still? 
I, I think he's most important. Yeah. Do you know? We don't even watch the World Cup. Why yeah. are you even asking this guy? He's not got a club. What he's I will say, he's just going to pick up two hundred odd million on his next contract. Can we please go where others won't, and let's not even pretend there's a debate about this. Some of the nonsense I've seen throughout the day. Can we all agree there is nothing wrong with Brazil dancing when they go and score a goal? Are we all in favour of that? <laughs> yes, I'm a hundred percent. I like think Roy Thank got you. that one. Like What's it, happening yeah. to the world? Roy's, yeah, that's Roy's Roy's a bit grumpy. That's that one. Why does everything need to get turned into a stupid no, debate? I loved, about I, loved, right and wrong? Uh, I loved the manager taking part in it. I mean, what age is he? He must be pushing seventy, and he's still giving it the old pigeon dance. But the, the whole thing, oh, it's disrespectful. That's the point after. of the World Cup. You want to see Brazil bringing a bit of their cultural flair to proceedings, do you not? Must yeah. admit, I think South Korea helped them with that. Well, with I, I was going to say four v four at the back. I, I don't know about the defensive <laughs> coordination. <laughs> they obviously like the new dance. Um, hi, yeah, they, they wanted to get nothing in the first half. <laughs> Terrible. By the way, seeing that sees the game wore on and you took South Korea's chances, they could have scored three or four themselves. Took their off the gas, didn't they? Silver. Carefree by that. That. Brazil favourites and I've got them in the sweep. No, I don't know. I am I the really favourite. I think I think England are looking good. Oh, I'm telling you, Kane's banged one in. Help give him the confidence. They've got good pace. They've got good subs coming on. Sounds like I'm, you know what for a guy something that, that you don't watch the yeah, World Cup. Well, I know the players. I don't really. I couldn't tell you a lot about. You just said the subs coming on and the, he's right. Harry Kane's banged one in. <laughs> Well, he did score, didn't he? So how do you know about the subs coming on? Because I know what's on their bench. Grealish and people like that. So, Just admit you're a big Closet England fan, right? I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to tell you now, I'd be, I'd be very happy for England to win the World Cup. I, oh. I, I like England. I've got a lot of ties with yeah. England. I played down there. I've got a lot of still good friends at the city. So, yeah, I would like England to go and uh, lift the World Cup. Uh, right, let's... Hit <laughs> line no more. <laughs> let's bring in Andy... <laughs> Who's uh, on the line? Hi, Andy. What's your point tonight? I've always a lot of time for Gordon, but that's, that's it done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I've got a couple of points if that's okay. Um, the first one really is just about you, you guys know I always phone up another competition and I just talk nonsense, so I get in that draw. So if I keep going, <laughs> well just, done, Andy. Just, just, just cut me off at any point. Right? <laughs> my, first, my first point is that it's, I think it's really quite refreshing, and I'm looking at Celtic's transfer policy. And, and I'm looking at potentially the next couple of transfer windows when obviously they've opened up doors within uh, Asia, Eastern Europe and places like that, and obviously North America now as well. But see the fact that four of the players uh, from the Celtic squad went along and got to the last 32 and one in the last 16, obviously. See when negotiations are happening with younger players who've got a bit of talent and potentially got a couple of clubs that they've got options of, do you think that gives Celtic a good selling option to say, look, your players are coming in here, we know it's a stepping stone, but while they're on that stem stone, they're still getting to the World Cup. I think it's a really good thing for the club. Of course it is. I think when they're continually play at that high level in the latter stages of tournaments, yeah, of course, because it's, it's not as if they're just going out and buying anybody. You know, that, that, that are projects. Well, some of them are projects, of course, but they've shown that they can mix at the top level. Now, when they get the opportunity to play in the Champions League, that's the big thing. That's how they get the recognition then to represent their national team. Continuously as well If Juranovic And maybe came to Celtic And Celtic weren't playing At the top level You just mm. Would you wonder If someone would be Selected ahead It could yeah. be possible I mean he, he was on Clearly the creation radar Before he came But yeah. he, do you think This season In the Champions League Sort of Even though Celtic Didn't have a brilliant time of it It still gives you a 
Gives you a foothold at, at that level I always think it is I mean even the year before that Playing in the Europa League um, He's still playing At a great level At a club football And managers You know these national managers Look at that They bring the best players together And then They're used to playing at the level When they get to the tournament And uh I, I listen, I think it's great. Now, it's, it's worked out great for you know, Celtic and Juranovic in, in this instance because if they're selling them, what they buy them for 2.5 million something, run about that, then they're going to get a whole lot more for them. And the further they go in this competition, mm. that price, you can just keep adding zeros onto that. Um, is it just a bonus, Gordon? I mean, I've, I've heard obviously clubs bringing players to the table and then they would say, okay, look at what. Um, Look at you know if you're Celtic. Look at what Kieran Tierney's done. You can mm. we can or Musa Dembele or whoever we can we can be your step to that next level. Rangers might try and do it now with Nathan Patterson or Calvin Bassey or whatever. Um, would would they use the sort of international thing as a, as an incentive as well or a, a talking point, a, a selling point? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because your stock rises, of course it does. If you're playing international football, if you're playing in the biggest tournament in, in the world. The World Cup, if you're progressing, which Croatia has. Um, listen, I'll certainly not do you any harm. And the one thing Juranovic has got on his side is he's a very talented fullback and he's a number one choice as well. So um, it has been a real good bit of business whether they, they keep him or they sell him. And if they're going to sell him, they're certainly going to make mm. profit. What was your other point, Andy? Oh, I don't usually uh, like speaking about Rangers, but I, I, I'm a, a big fan of the show, particularly the Thursday night. I'm just, you know, I really enjoy listening to the guys. Um, however, I've been listening to the last week or so, and I'm actually getting a wee bit frustrated with just about every person who comments, most not particularly the callers, but the, the, the experts, if you like. And the, the consensus is that Rangers can only get better. And, and I just don't understand where that sentiment can come from. There's no evidence for it. In fact... I would go as far as to say that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst wasn't really that bad a manager. I looked there and it looks like his, his win rate was like 61% win rate. Steven Gerrard was 63. I think Beal, uh, I don't think I looked at it, Beal was like 40% when it QPR. When you look at Van Bronckhurst's record, that 61% win ratio included six games in the Champions League and in the European final. So, I, I mean, I think he, he, in terms of domestic, it was only St. Johnson and beat him out with Celtic. So I think uh, for... Everybody, the pundits and stuff, to get so excited about this guy coming in and saying that it can only get better. And I remember when Celtic uh, stopped 10 in a row, a fantastic day. I was there and hopefully I can get tickets to see that. But <laughs> 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 well, well, what I was going to say was after that, when Wim Janssen left, we brought in Dr. Joe, it didn't work. We brought in Wim Janssen, didn't work. Kendall Gleish was there for a while. It wasn't until we brought in an established manager in Martin O'Neill that we were able to look forward. And I, I, I do believe that Rangers might be in for a shock. I don't know. I obviously don't know, but I'd be very surprised if Michael Beale is even as successful as Van Bronckers. Well, time will tell. Uh, uh, of course, it depends what they're up against as well. You know, if Celtic continue on the trajectory that they're on just now under Postacoglu, well, it's, it's going to be hard to close the gap. If Celtic stutter, stop their progression... Then I, I believe Bill can get them better. Now I know he's not got a proven track record as a manager, but I, I believe the style and the pace that Rangers were playing at wasn't anywhere near good enough to keep up with Celtic in this league, and that's why the change was made. 
But if Celtic keep going the way they are, then it's going to be hard to close the gap. Never mind who you get in to the job. You know, you sign better players, maybe that can help you. But Celtic are by far the best team in the country, the strongest team in the country in terms of positional and squad. And maybe Rangers getting a few players back for injury might help them, but they're a long way to go. Do you think Celtic. Rangers can only get better? No, I've sat in the fence with, with Michael Beal for day one. Um, I think there's positives. Mm. Um, i.e. he's been at the club knows the players everybody talks about his coaching ability negatives is at this moment in time I think Rangers would probably need a strong leader a manager uh, there's more to being a manager of Rangers mm. and just coaching so I'm in the fence yeah, but is, like, is there not more just overall though is there not more to it than just the manager because at some point and I know that I'm not saying this is the only reason that they've Falling behind Celtic, of course not. But at some point in the relative short term, Conor Goldson will return mm-hmm. and Tom Lawrence will return and Yilmaz will return or whatever, you know, whatever players are out. So, um, surely that is a, th- a sort of natural upturn. I think, I think your point of uh, decent players and important players to Rangers return to the squad will enhance their chances of being better. Um, they've got a good squad, Rangers. Let's not be kidded here. They've got a good squad. Um, I didn't Van Bronckhurst I think the Rangers fans had switched off with the style they play first and foremost I think Beal will change that um, but he's coming in as an untried really as a manager he's not had a lot of games as a manager and it's completely different yes he will love the hands on Monday to Friday on the training ground of the games on a Saturday but when you become the manager and he puts the suit on that he's got to do and stand the the, the, the touchline and every decision is yours and the most important one, that's when he learns his trade for me and it'll be interesting to see how he does. But the Rangers fans have got great hope that he'll do well at Rangers. Thanks Andy, we'll need to leave it there because we're late. Don't worry, you're in the hat for the tickets, okay? Cheers mate. Good man, that was Andy uh, on the phone lines. Before we go any further and you can help me out on this one tonight, Mark Wilson. Mission Christmas. J and D Pierce, structural steelwork specialists, proud to support the local community. What a prize we've got for you, and it's going to make a big difference to local children in Glasgow and the West at the same time. So, what is not to like? Thanks to the good folks at Arnold Clark, we've got a brand new car to be won, and it's a '72 plate Mercedes A Class, no less, a 180 AMG line premium hatchback. And Mark Wilson, you and I went to see it yesterday. Oh. We sat in it, we checked out all the features, we even drove it briefly. It is magnificent, beautiful, top of the range. 64 ambient colours in there Is that right? 64 <laughs> ambient light settings oh, It's got it's dynamic like Dynamic select Gordon DL If you want sport mode Comfort mode It's all there uh, I had the wrong radio station When we got in it by the way mm. That's something we need to yeah. To fix uh, For next time We learned everything there is to know Park, about this uh, car Parks itself Parks itself How about that? You ever seen that? Your parking surrenders Yeah so you're allowed to just get out, go to the shop. I mean, you sit in it. But God, I hope you don't win this. You can sit back and park yourself. Park assist. What level? What level in this car park? Do check that go to? But seriously, it is. It is yeah, what a prize! It's top drawer, isn't Amazing. it? And the, it's an incredible car and an incredible chance to win because all you need to do is text car C A R to eight four nine zero one. You donate five pounds to Cash for Kids. Every penny goes to children on our doorstep who need it the most. And you might have a brand new Merc to show for it. It is the ultimate win-win. So the texts do cost one standard network rate message, plus that £5 donation. Entries close 6pm Saturday, the 17th of December. But my goodness, do not run the risk 
have been too late for this. You might as well get your entry in now. Over 18s only, full T's and C's at Clyde1.com. So to recap, a brand new 72 plate Mercedes A Class is a fantastic car, and you can win it by texting CAR to 84901. Good luck. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, both here. We're about to take more calls as well. Let me give you tonight's teaser. The Crazy Pony has sent this in, and it is difficult. Please do your best to listen to the question. I've only got one or two reads in me. I'm not going to keep going all night. Speaking of which, though. Okay. I think we should do a quiz on Thursday night. Nah. Of the quizzes. No Thursday. No this Thursday. I thought we were going to do one earlier. See the amount of <laughs> see the amount of people that tell me that lockdown quizzes made their lockdown yeah. bearable. And obviously we don't want to do it too often, we don't want to kick the backside out of it. But no. it's the World Cup break. Look, we've had a busy few weeks talking about Rangers. This week will be a bit quieter. Surely oh. one. Yeah. One hour, right? We'll take calls, six to seven. Oh. We'll do this quiz seven to eight. One hour. On Thursday, is that too much to ask? He just likes the quiz. <laughs> Bin the calls, do it for two hours. Just what because quiz? it's all about him. We could I just like do it for two hours. No, I like the quiz. No, I'm not very good. We'll just do one on Thursday, though. No. We'll get it in the diary. No. Come on, right. Agree, producer yeah. Callum? Yes, yeah. thumbs up. Good. Right, we'll get that sorted. Make um, sure to get your team name ready. Right, listen to this for tonight. Alistair Johnson is the first Canadian international in the modern era to sign for Celtic. Name the previous 10 players. Who were the first players capped by their country to play for Celtic? Right? I cannot believe you. What? I'm writing down the Scotland team. Oh, that was Morocco. a different question. That's a different <laughs> question. Forget that. <laughs> I was just talking to myself during the break. <laughs> That's a different question. <laughs> Alistair Johnson became the first <laughs> first Canadian international in the modern era to sign for Celtic. Can you name the previous ten players? Who were the first player capped by their country Any country To play for Celtic So they must have been capped Before signing You're looking at me confused And it is tough right I've that, not got a I, I think once you start getting the answers Give us one So just start thinking about random Celtic It's the last ten So start thinking about random Celtic players From sort of random countries That have played recently And think mm. were, were they the first player from that country to be signed And you'll get them I know it sounds Bono hard Wilde. Uh, no, go Wanyama even more, oh, even more recently than oh, that Oh recently Right yeah. okay Wanyama one No yeah. No Um. Hagzabanovic Exactly So go. he is the first Montenegrin international yeah. To sign for Celtic So I look, I know that question sounds hard But see once you start getting them oh, um, Burnaby Not capped though Oh I was so you know? close wasn't it? And they have to have been capped before they got here Who did Lax help play for? Yes, yes. That was my next one There well. we are the most the famous team. braids in Scottish football right. history. Mm-hmm. So there we are. So Uruguay, uh, we've got Haksabanovic was the first Montenegrin international to sign for Celtic. Laxalt was the first Uruguayan. So along those lines. Oh, right. I've got it. Samaras? No. Who was the other Greek? I have no idea. Oh. Or he's not in the last 10. Right. Yeah, Quite okay. simply. It right. might be something like that. And he, he might not have been capped before he arrived, but it probably was. Yeah. Any, any more? Any more? Come on, da. Goalie in there, <laughs> You love a goalie, don't you? No, not tonight. No, no. Not um, don't like your silence. Incidentally, Portugal have gone 2 0 up against Switzerland. Um, Pepe has scored. He's 39 years of age, Mark Wilson. Yeah. He is how many years older than you? Uh, one. 
Yeah, one year old and he's still scoring in the World Cup. Cup. Two nil. Don't hit you know. What about um, Key? No. Chadori. No. You love a Chadori again. Probably just not in the last ten. Name. They're all more recent than that. You oh, can't. Really? Mm-hmm. He's got to say Tom Rogic, but it's not. No. No. no, 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 no. Okay, I'll give you more thinking time. Let's bring in Imogen, who is a Celtic fan from Helensborough. What's your point tonight, Imogen? Um, I'd just like your guys' professional um, opinion on uh, this question here. Um, would you say Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not? <laughs> wow! Uh, uh, please don't ask me if I mean, I'm answering. We've been that asked one. Qu- uh, answer, Imogen. Come on! I always say you can ask. Uh, is Die you Hard want. a Christmas movie? Absolutely uh, yes. not. Yeah, as a Christmas no, it's movie. Not. No, it's not. Hold on a minute. He has a Christmas party. He's got a Christmas party. Christmas John McLean. Party as a Christmas movie. It's not. Let me, it's let Christmas? me clarify. It's not a Christmas movie. How is it not a Christmas movie? It's not. It, it came out at Christmas. So what's the criteria? What, right, okay. Well, he's Christmas mention of Christmas for you, then. And he's, yeah. he's going to a He has a Christmas uh, jumper in his drawer Christmas movie. So you're not having it? Nah, I don't think so, no. Action like Bruce Willis Christmas movie. The Santa hats and that in it, is there not? No, no. It is. This is one of these debates, right? You know the ones like, uh, the people are, it's demanded of you that you pick a side. Yeah. Sorry, Imogen. I don't care. I, honestly, I don't feel that oh, strongly about it. Imogen thinking? Are you, are I just you feel for like, or against? I, I'm Imogen, yeah, what's your professional opinion? Because these two are clueless. Yeah, I would, I would say it's a Christmas movie. Yes. Because there's like Christmas trees and that in the background, so. Oh, I See, I've got a very loose criteria. I still, a bit like you, I think it needs to feel a bit festive. There's nothing about I it that's festive. When John McLean's run about the towers with a machine gun, what's not Christmas yeah, about exactly. that? Does he get a Santa hat all the time? That makes a good point there. If there's Christmas tunes in it, and there was in the background, yeah, nah, that makes it that. Christmas. Mm. Well done, Imogen. Case mm. closed. Imogen, how old are you? You sound very young. Uh, 12. But you've seen Die Hard? <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. My dad's a big fan. Well, he, does he think it's a Christmas film? Uh, I think so, yeah. Mm. Split in here, you're not having it at all? Nah, nah, I'm not really into that sort of... I wouldn't sit down with my my jammies on and go, right, I'll watch a Christmas film. Oh, I know what I'll watch. Die <laughs> Get me hard. right in the mood. Die, yeah. I thought he'd be the opposite. He would sit in his vest, like <laughs> Bruce Willis. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, Rab scene is, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's more like the hanky in the head. Uh, nah, it's not for me. And and I think like... Die Hard too. Uh, That's also Christmas. Right, what has happened to your Imogen? Nonsense. Thank you for your call. You're in the hat for the tickets, by the way, and I don't, I like think, I don't think we've got any further on this. <laughs> it's the best one of the night. The great, the great debate. Uh, let's bring in Paul. Paul, Paul, if you ask about any Christmas film, you're getting cut straight off. What's your point tonight? <laughs> My point was Joseph Uranus. <laughs> Good, that's more like it. By the way, they're not experts on this either, um, but go for it. I'm just curious. There's a lot obviously been said that he's, I don't know if he's looking for a move or Mr. Coglu's just went shot at him for the money, but I don't even know if there's any figures put in or anything else. Don't know much about it. There's not much been said. Yeah, that, that is kind of true, Mark. Everyone's like, assumes he leaves and there's always been speculation and interest and, and paper talk in terms of concrete Ange Postacoglu it's just not his style it's bit, we're not speaking to him a lot just now anyway but even if we were uh, it's not his style to be completely drawn on it I mean, what do you mean Paul then do you still think that that maybe is there a, is there a bit of doubt you, you think it's not set in stone that he'll leave or do you just think it's all been kept a bit under wraps I think it's maybe under wraps I don't know kind of smoke mirrors type of thing I'm saying no we're bringing all this Alistair Johnston in 
and whatever other players have got in the brought that was I don't Chinese the Japanese boy. And Juranovic just seems to surface to the tap again and says uh, he's basically going out the door. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was well, Ange Postacoglu. It's the Japanese market he's gone into again. It's been very popular for him uh, in his time at the club. Mark, the, the thing that does change the Juranovic situation from the question of is it complete speculation, the thing that elevates it out of that is the signing of Alistair yeah. Johnson. I think Jackie so. Marcus can stay there. He can stay in his little pool of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, but it's different, isn't it? Well, as when that signing came in, I think everybody just kind of, you know, joined the dots and thought, well, it must be the case. I think if Ralston had been performing poorer than he is and he was really struggling when he came in, you could then maybe make an argument that Ange Postacoglu just wants to add a bit more strength to that area. But when Juranovic hasn't been in the team, Ralston's been every bit as effective. So there's no need to have three right-backs who, two which are international standard, who've played in the World Cup, and the other's a, a very good backup for them. There's they might no go need to the it. next World Cup when Scotland qualify. Well, here's hoping, fingers crossed. So... I mean, when the agent starts making noise in the summer about Juranovic, I'm sure we heard clubs like Man United and things getting banded about, but where Juranovic will go to that level, I don't know. But I think there's certainly a, a decent move that will bring big money. We've seen in the past that doesn't take a player to go to the English Premier League to demand big money. Frimpong, for instance... How many games did he play for Celtic? And he went, was it 11, 12 million pounds he, he got for the club? Looks like if he's about to kick on again, yeah, perhaps as well. If there's anything like that for Juranovic, what an outstanding piece of business for a, a couple of years, 2.5 million mm. to plus 10 for a defender. Great business. Yeah. I said I said earlier that the manager is getting backed all the way, but he's got to be fair with the board and, and try and balance the books a little bit. Um, Mark's right. If you've got a... A hot bit of property that people are interested in, prepared to pay you over the odds maybe. Uh, you got him at a decent price. You brought in a replacement. You've got Ralston, as Mark highlighted there, playing well at the right-back uh, position. Then I think it makes good business. I think Juranovic is a terrific player, but if you're getting the money and everything's right and all the boxes are ticked, I think it's good business for Celtic. Cheers, Paul. Paul goes into the hat for the tickets as well. How are you two faring on this teaser? We're looking for the last 10 play after Alistair Johnson became the first Canadian international to sign for Celtic. Can you name the previous 10 players who were the first players capped by their country to play for Celtic? Sounds confusing, but see when you hear some of the answers. So Haksibanovic is the first international from Montenegro. Diego Laxal was the first from Uruguay. So we're just think of recent Celtic players from random countries. That's oh, all good you need shout. to know. Yeah, Honduras is nah, a Gary. He's not in the last ten though. Oh. I was going to say Zeng Z, but that's no, obviously not. In the last I told 10. you they're all much more recent than that. Right. <sighs> that was. Mm. Oh, mm. the lad that scored in the World Cup, uh, centre forward Timothy Weir. Timothy Weir. Well done. Yes, he was the first. American international to sign for Celtic. Was yes. it really? Yeah. Did you not know that? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. See, I played with an American guy, but he didn't have a cap. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Any more? Mm, nope. I'm just going round the globe. Right. Just now. Oh, that'll be good for you. A man with your outstanding <laughs> geographical know-how. <laughs> Columbus. Give me a while to get back to you. <laughs> we'll uh, get the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 
0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's still Portugal 2, Switzerland 0 at the World Cup. And you can still get in touch on the phones or on Twitter. Now, if you want to submit a teaser question and try and catch the guys out, it's just a bit of fun. We do at the end of the show. Uh, you can send the question in to fulltime at Clyde1.com. The Crazy Pony did it tonight. Alistair Johnson became the first Canadian international in the modern era to sign for Celtic last week. Can you name the last 10 players who arrived at the club as the first player capped by their country to play for Celtic? I know that's a bit wordy, I know it sounds tough, but I'll give you some of these answers and it will all make sense. Sead Haksibanovic is the first Montenegrin international to play for Celtic. Right, so he's clearly in the last 10 because he's at the club at the moment. Diego Laxalt was the first Uruguayan international to play for Celtic. Timothy Weah, same for the USA. Any more during the break? There's a right back in there and I can't remember his name. Brilliant, great input. Um, yeah, yeah. Wicasso, right? <laughs> I feel like Wicasso is the answer he's to every teaser. Malumbu. Well done. Yeah. Um, Can you tell me where Malumbu was capped? What country? And his country. Um, You're right, anyway, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Congo. Um, played against Celtic this year Sved Ukraine I think he was the first Ukrainian mm, well, I can't think of any others He was the first Well done Right And That's six Another one Full back you're on about Is it Gamboa The first Costa Rican Costa international Rican, Well yeah. done You turn as daft as you look I, I, I think what, there's another uh, one there We found El, El Caduri No Oh ah, that's no, it No 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 Too far back ah. That was a good guess Where was he from again Morocco, no? I think it was Morocco. There's an Austrian and the lad. What makes you think there's an Austrian? Because I I know there's an Austrian in there. To be fair, you're actually right. I don't know how you could Uh, know um, that, but you are. uh, uh, Morris Morris Bauer or something? Am I correct in that? Morris Bauer. Is he Austrian? Yeah. Remember, he got smashed by (laughs) Jordan Jones and Stephen Gerrard was raging at him. Am I right with that? Yeah. Is he right with that? How's he done that? Where has he produced that Gordon DL. I kept telling There was a that right back in my magnificent And you How know I'm not anywhere that? near my, my phone So I can't I can't look at that <laughs> It's amazing just... as well Because you were just telling me You thought Tom Rogic was capped by Austria <laughs> No no no, no. <laughs> You have to get through Absolutely amazing You've got to get the list <laughs> Narrowed down Do you know what? You don't get any credit at all, That's a brilliant answer that is, That's outstanding How many more have you got to go? Two, I think. Anyway, half time Portugal two, Switzerland nil. Can we all agree Portugal are better without Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah. Ronaldo era is over. Much Portugal are much better. Why? You think he's still got I think he's just still a part to play, Mark, yeah. You don't uh, you don't have his ability, but they've certainly played well tonight. Uh in the first half, two 0 Should see them through and keeps my hopes alive in the sweep. Who do you play then? Morocco. Next if they're through. Go and consult yeah. the wall chart. Oh, have we got a wall chart? Yeah, we do. Mm. I think I think you're right. Oh. Um, oh, I mean, it's not been updated since like November, but nevertheless, no names on it. It is Morocco. It is. It is indeed. Oh, you so. might see your man then, and that's surely a place in the semi-finals for Ronaldo. I, th- I thought Morocco battled brilliantly today. Underdogs against Spain that everybody How had. How bad up. are the penalties? All right, some look. I've no. I don't have the statistical know-how here, so it can't be that difficult. Someone do my homework for me. What's the penalty success rate like at this World Cup? I want. I want shootouts included. And mm. how does that compare to World Cups? Because it just feels like there's a lot being missed. No. 
Yeah, and the technique has now oh, changed. The stutter. the stutter or the the casual kind of walk up and look at the goalkeeper doesn't seem to be working for most. Saying that Neymar was all right with it last you night. You would think it? it'd be a little bit more easier, a bit more advantage for a penalty kick taker because the goalkeeper really has got to stay on that line. In olden days, he could have flying out and made the angles a lot uh, narrower. It's the thing, it just feels like they're bad penalties. Terrible. To be fair, I think Messi's against. Poland was a decent enough penalty mm. and that was a very good save. Yeah. But it feels like. Th- so, Spain missed all three today. Is that mm. right? Yeah. In the shootout, they, they lost 3 0. Mm. Japan, Japan missed terrible. three as well. Three, was I think. It yesterday. Yep. They were rubbish penalties. Yeah. I mean, one of Spain's hit the post today, but the other two were rotten. Um, Not a good standard, is it? And then we've even had ones that have been retaken, luckily. Lewandowski's was hopeless, oh, but he got, he got to retake yeah. it, so that won't count on the, on the record. Say, the one that won it. Tonight for Morocco is. Oh, he's dinked it. I know the pressure's off how's a wee bit, but he's dinked it down the middle, which how's is your, quite good. How's your composure? You, you would never have the ability to, never to do that. I, I wouldn't have tried that, no. Especially when my country was relying on me. <laughs> You're most more an instinctive player. You, I no curly toe when they have served you well. Side foot to the goalkeeper's left, always. My success rate was brilliant. Just open up the body. Just open up the body. Like a young Thierry Henry. Yeah. Pack that out. <laughs> Two people you've yeah. literally never <laughs> heard mentioned to in the wow. same sentence. Well, and that trending on Twitter. So, so Thierry Henry stumbles across <laughs> it. Who is this Gordon DL I'm being mentioned By alongside? The way, I feel like we're nearly there, right? There's a bit to go. In nine days' time, you two will be in here. It'll be the Clyde One Christmas party, and we'll be we'll missing be. it, by Woo-hoo. the way, for what it's worth. Uh-huh. But Rangers Hibs nine days, the Scottish Premiership returns. I think we've done well to get to this stage. Yeah, relatively I'm, unscathed. I'm, I'm, I've got to say, I know that's highlighted. I don't like, and I don't like the World Cup. I think it's been poor. I'm looking forward to the return of the the leagues. I Mm. really am uh, to see who hits the ground running, uh, whose break has benefited the 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 teams. You know, I'm looking for my own team, Motherwell, getting back to winning ways as well. Just getting players back for fitness. It's just exciting. I think all the fans are the same. I think we're. We're already switched off for this. <laughs> but we're not, though. It's just well, no, this is, it's getting to the good bit. It's certainly not as important as our Premiership. I would no, I'm looking forward to it. And then, well, this weekend, uh, Rangers get friendly this weekend. Yes. Against Leverkusen. So, uh, you know, it's an opportunity. Your team, you uh, listen. The, f- the phrase behind closed doors, I assume, doesn't apply to you. No. Football royalty. An ambassador for the North Lanarkshire area. Um, Motherwell, have you seen this? They've just announced one. I think it's on Friday against Spurs. For Park, I, have they? No idea the backstory, right? <sighs> oh, um, we could get along to that. What time that kick off? Doors, you can't. Oh, no. But no? when I'm with this guy, even when we're on the list, I know how he's in. into games that are open <laughs> to the public. I know how to go over a wall at the back end. I'm, that's mm. where I used to go when I was that's a school a kid. Eh? Spurs. Mm. Mm. That'd be a good game. Fancy that. We find out what time the kick off's at and we'll one pm. Ah well, unfortunately, oh, no, I'll, be, hold on. I'll be elsewhere at one pm. No, it's not for park <laughs> at all. Up. It's the Tottenham's <laughs> training ground. Scrap it. Oh, I know. Get on the train. <laughs> I thought it said for park. Didn't for the anywhere. weekend. Didn't to London. Eh? Ah, scrap Fancy it. Right. That's mm. in my bucket list. I want to go to talk. Know the game. I want to go to Spurs' ground. Oh, listen, you had your opportunity to come with me. I didn't see much football. Mm -hmm. Right, forget it. Right, Uh, well done to Paul and Cumbernauld, by the way. He's the winner of those tickets. He's off to that tribute night to the Celtic team that stopped the 10 in a row. So well done to him. We'll give away the tickets uh, later on this week as well, every night this week. 
And you can buy them, of course, but it's a lot of fun to come on here and win them by making your point. So well done again to Paul. Right, you two, two more on this teaser. Um, I'm teasered uh, out. Really struggling here, so countries, Cruise. maybe. Uh, okay, who was the first Turkish international to sign for Celtic? Oh, oh. come on, Mark. Chief Chief. Please. Your should, pal. He should have got a cap. Get three names Pitch. if you like. Three names? Three names. His first one's Colin, which doesn't sound. Oh, Kazim Richards. Yeah, that's well a done. trick question, isn't it? Not, didn't play no. that much did he and who is the first Serbian international to sign for Celtic you've possibly Next forgotten Serbian. about this guy position with good reason striker oh um, it starts with an S he's actually right you know Yeah. teamwork makes the dream work Stefan well, Skepovic well, well done thank you Mark and Gordon thank you for your calls your tweets your company it is much appreciated especially during this break it's been great to share it with you when we don't have any domestic football in the top flight on Hugh Keevans, Simon Donnelly, both here tomorrow, and Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>